Time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you are new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you haven't done your weekly review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. I'm Jean McDonald, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, James Dempsey. Hi, James. How are you doing today? And uh, have you done your weekly review this week? Hi, Jean. I am doing very well. And yes, in yes. honor of our 100th episode, mm-hmm. I have done my weekly review. Woohoo. Good for you, James. Not just in honor. I also wanted to do one, but yeah. <laughs> but given that it's the 100th episode, it's kind of one that you want to make sure that you're uh, your results over the week correspond to the title of the podcast. And, Absolutely. Uh, and yes, I too have done my weekly review, and I'm very happy to, um, you know, just be on a, on a roll right now with the weekly review. And as you mentioned, it's our 100th episode. So we thought we would do a little retrospective of our first 100 episodes and, uh, uh, remember some of our favorite parts and some of the things we did and what we learned and what we want to do, you know, what new things do we want to accomplish in the next hundred episodes. So to start off with, I have compiled a list of statistics uh, based on our first 99 shows. Um, I'm calling it the weekly review index. And here's some numbers that might interest you. The total number of minutes uh, that we have on our podcast is 2,517, which means the total number of hours is 42. Yay, 42. So yeah. that's interesting. Uh, and that makes the average length of the podcast uh, 25 and a half minutes. So just, you know, just around 25. And given that we always say we're going to record about 20 minutes, uh, but we never do, that sounds exactly right. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> as I was adding up all these minutes, I thought this, and I was doing it in a not very uh, scientific way of using uh, PCALC by James Thompson on, in one hand and Overcast to look at the episodes in the other and uh, seeing how many minutes there were and also rounding up the seconds. I thought this could just be a big mess jumble of numbers, but I think it checks out. So we have uh, recorded 42 hours in a row. Um, Or not in a row, obviously. That's a different podcast. That's right. (laughs) The Weekly Review Marathon. (laughs) (laughs) um, And um, then uh, just a few more statistics I think are interesting. The number of episodes that we've recorded outdoors uh, was one. And that was the usual monkey wrench. That was episode eight. Uh, and, I remember that one. Right? I think it's only one. I can't remember recording outdoors uh, after that one. But yeah, that worked out pretty good with, uh, with the little uh, Shore 
microphone, portable mm-hmm. microphone. Um, let's see. Holidays we have invented. <laughs> so, episode 20, we invented the organization anniversary. I mean, you invented these holidays, let's be honest. I, I love it when <laughs> my organization anniversary rolls around. Yes. So maybe explain what your organization anniversary is and what the date is. <laughs> um. Well, I always have to look up the date because I forget. Um, but it's uh, the day when I started to put things into my trusted system. Yeah. So you must be coming up on your third organization anniversary then, right? I believe. Now, I'm forgetting which date I picked as my because there's the date when I started using OmniFocus, uh-huh. which was about six months before I started trying getting things done. Mm-hmm. I think it's when I started OmniFocus, so it would be in the in the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that, and that was the fall of 2017, correct? Yes. So I'm coming up on my third organization anniversary. The other holiday that you named for sure, but we celebrate it together. Uh, was email anniversary? <laughs> oh yes, that was. Uh, let's see, that was episode number fifty-two, which makes sense. And you know, fifty-two weeks in the year, and we definitely um, were very heavy into email organization and management in the early parts of this uh, podcast. And anyway, so I like that. Uh, there's another. Date. It's not really a holiday. I consider it more like it's a celebration, which episode 21, I like to uh, call it a day without a dot, a day on your calendar when your calendar doesn't show you any dots down in the uh, margin of that particular date because you have nothing scheduled. And before we started doing this, I had very few days without a dot, but over time I have managed to like keep the schedule a little more freed up. So cool. And in the show notes, I will put links to all of these episodes. So if you miss one of them, and you feel like you're interested in listening, you'll know where to go back to. Uh, Let's see. So another uh, statistic is number of guests. So we've had, do you know how many guests we've had? One, two, three, four. Four. Correct. Four guests. That was Eileen Sims on episode 33, Rosemary Orchard on 39, Ish Shabazz on episode 54, and David Sparks on episode 87. And those were all good and fun shows, and we were able to avail ourselves of the expertise of others. And we did also have one other drop-in uh, guest. <laughs> right. I, I, Dexter the cat. Dexter the cat. <laughs> who unexpectedly decided to chime in. Yes, that's uh, right. For a particular episode. But he didn't give us very many productivity tips at all. No, and that would be episode 92, Cat Bombed, with special guest Dexter. I should have remembered that. Okay, um, let's see. Then, number of podcasting conferences we've attended together. That would be one. One. That- but that was cool that we got to go to a podcasting conference together. And I realized when I was compiling the list of guests that three of our four guests we got to see at BotCon in Seattle. That so, is true, yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we um, 
that was a good conference. I, I'm sorry they decided to discontinue it, although nowadays planning new conferences is not really on anybody's list. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. And that was, that was kind of cool to do something that wasn't Apple related, but was podcasting related. It's hard to believe that was over a year ago now. I know. Yep. Well, you know what they say, time flies when you're recording podcasts. <laughs> yeah, so that was episode 41, PodCon. Um, so those are just a few of the fun facts about the weekly review I thought I would share. Um, and listeners, feel free to share some of your own. If we miss something that you think is particularly fun or interesting, you can reach us at say hello at theweeklyreview.fm. So, uh, now I wanted, I thought it would be fun to, uh, talk about some of our favorite things from the podcast. And I wanted to kick this off with a category I call my favorite episode titles that James wrote to give listeners a little idea of how we do things here. There's two of us. So we pretty much share the workload, uh, pretty equally. Uh, sometimes things come up for one or the other of us, and we might take on all the publishing and editing responsibilities two weeks in a row, but generally we try to alternate. And the person who edits and publishes, they get to choose the title. So that's uh, these are my favorite <laughs> titles written by you, James. And I have to start off with episode one, My Whole House is an Inbox. I cracks me up when I, I see it still. And that also was uh, something that came up when we first started talking about the podcast and how to uh, clear your, your inputs, you know, a la mm -hmm. getting things done and, you know, setting up an inbox, <laughs> a physical inbox. And it was like, I have a whole house. <laughs> it's an <laughs> inbox. <laughs> so, uh, Sometimes I still feel that way. Uh, and, well, yes, my whole house still, two years in, is still an inbox. Um, yeah. Although now I have a, like I have someday maybe tasks of clean, like going through different parts. Mm -hmm. So that almost counts as it not being an inbox. Depends uh, on how you want to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my other favorite title I wanted to mention was episode 42, Life, the universe, and what's in our junk drawers. Um, <laughs> it was just funny, a nice, uh, nice hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy reference. And junk drawers are like a mysterious, like, uh, realm of the galaxy that people <laughs> sometimes don't know how they operate. And it was, that was a really good episode, actually, for me. I remember I got rid of a lot of little junky things that I didn't really need, and that made me feel good. Well, I think that's the one where I talked about my junk drawer and how I organized it and used cut, uh, like, tissue boxes, like the kind of cube-sized ones cut mm -hmm. off to make little organizers inside my junk drawer. So now I have organized junk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good idea. I'm, I know... I just bought a big, uh, big supply of those cube-sized tissue boxes, so maybe I should start using them for organizers instead of for guinea pig toys. Uh, and I have a couple of favorite 
episode titles that you wrote, Jean. Okay. Um, although I also have to admit that as I was reading through all of our episode titles, sometimes I couldn't even remember if I wrote the thing or if you did. <laughs> like I was like, was that one? Of, I don't remember. Um, but uh, I think my all-time favorite uh, is The Unbearable Lightness of OmniFocus Bankruptcy. <laughs> That is a good one, uh, and it was unbearable uh, to in the in the the sense of like it, it kept me from putting things in OmniFocus for a while because it was so nice to not see anything in there, and uh, I think you know I felt like I had to declare bankruptcy at that point. I definitely came around to the idea again earlier, well, late last year, which you coached me out of doing again. And I think that was the right move. And I, I, yeah, but I, I like that title too, because I, I like the book from where the reference is drawn. And in fact, I have to admit that many weeks, I catch myself using that pattern, the unbearable <laughs> lightness of blank. And I'm like, no, we did that title already. <laughs> it's such a good one. Um, one that you actually already mentioned, um, I love the title, A Day Without a Dot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I say it, my body wants to do a little jig, even right now, even though today is not a day without a dot, obviously, because uh, we are recording. And I do have one other favorite title that you wrote, um, and I, I am almost reluctant to bring it up, um, but... <laughs> It's James is my trusted system. Yes. <laughs> I like that title too. James is my trusted system. And that was episode 35. And uh, that title really does speak to something about the, the podcast overall that has been a unique thing in my life the last two years or almost two years is getting something done on a regular schedule every week without fail. And that's, you know, you are my accountability and my trusted system. So I, I never forget or, or even never tempt it to blow it off because I have accountability to you, James. And vice versa. There are, there have been uh, moments where I, temporarily, momentarily, it slips my mind that I'm supposed to be editing that episode, <laughs> and I wake up and I'm like, oh, crap, I can't let Gene down. I can't break the streak. If it was just me, yeah, whatever. But no, I couldn't <laughs> let Gene down. Um, so yeah, the the accountability has been uh, has been very useful, both for getting getting something done every week for the last hundred weeks, um, but also in terms of, I think possibly by now I may have given up on GTD after not doing a weekly review for a number of months. Uh -huh. But uh, the fact that we're doing this does, even when I don't get to the goal, it keeps me mindful of what I'm trying to do and helps me get back on track. Mm -hmm. Definitely helps me a lot. And uh, I think, you know, if anybody is thinking of doing a project like a podcast, 
that um, you want to do on a regular basis and you have somebody else you can do it with. It's uh, it's a very good tool for, you know, not letting it fall out of your focus or drop through the cracks because mm-hmm. we're naturally less inclined to disappoint somebody else <laughs> than ourselves. <laughs> yes, I disappoint myself all the time. <laughs> and I have for decades now, so... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, for us, the, the, um, we're a good match for, uh, the level of work we're willing to put into it. So that, um, I, I mean, cause the thing you don't want to have is somebody you're working with and you can't count on them. That actually makes it worse. And you and I probably both could rattle off stories of school projects in junior high school where the you know group projects where people didn't hold up their end of the bargain <laughs> <laughs> but this has not been one of those projects this project has worked out exactly right and you know we d- we said from the beginning we wanted to keep it relatively short and i think mm-hmm. that helps i mean i would not like to edit an hour of this even tw- just twice a month um because editing is a time What's the word? It's it's a test. It's a task that has to take a minimum amount of time. <laughs> There's yes. no getting around it. It has to take about at least as long as it took to record the podcast, usually longer, even if you use tools that will speed up the playback for you. Um, you you're going to edit for quite a while. And I wouldn't like to double my editing uh, responsibilities by saying, like, we don't talk long enough, James. We should do an hour-long podcast, maybe mm. an hour and a half. <laughs> well, and on occasion, we do go a little bit longer, if need yep. be. And um, and then, woe be the person who has to edit that week. No, it's yep. usually not that bad. Um, <laughs> but um, I was wondering if you had any favorite episodes, Jean. I do have some favorite episodes. I mean, many favorite episodes. So I just made this next rubric, you know, some of my favorite episodes, or actually two of my favorite episodes, because, um, I, you know, I don't want to slight the all of the ones that I didn't pick. But one of my favorites uh, that was just personally good for me and has stuck with me was episode 47, uh, called The Time Sensitive Microproject where I had worked on, you know, getting ready for a trip. And I realized that the only way I would get all my stuff done and get to the airport on time is if I didn't let my mind wander or dawdle, you know. And I often, you know, I'll say, oh, well, I have an hour to get to the airport um, or before I have to leave. So that's good. But if I... (laughs) I usually end up in the last 10 minutes going like, wait, I still haven't done this, that, and the other thing, and try to throw it all together and generally leave something out or uh, hope it'll be okay by the time I get back. So doing that, what I called a micro project was setting my uh, timer on my watch to, you know, divide that hour into like 10 minute chunks. So every 10 minutes, I would set it I'd say by the end of this 10 minutes, you know, all of my, you know, electronics have to be packed in my backpack or the guinea pigs have to be fed and their cucumber has Mm -hmm. to be chopped up. 
in this 10 minutes. And then as the end of the hour approached, I, I broke it down even further and I just have it in five minute chunks. And it amazed me how that day, not only did I get to the airport, I was like, I was ready. You know, I wasn't like running around at the mm-hmm. last minute. I was ready at the time I needed to leave. And that was pretty exciting. So that was episode 47. Uh, so that's one of my favorites. What about you, James? I had a lot of difficulty picking out favorite episodes. Um, not, uh, oh my. Um, I'm trying to pick one and I just, <laughs> I, I'm going to have to, to pass. I, <laughs> I've enjoyed really talking yeah. with you through all of them. Um, I would say that, uh, in terms of impact, the the recent one, the clean slate, yes, um, has really, a f- like, has clarified my thinking um, about weekly reviews and helped me get on that path. But also, just in general, thinking about this notion of a fresh start. Um, and then I I love the one where we were cat bombed by Dexter. <laughs> Because um, we were we were about to we were talking about one thing and then Dexter just chimed in and and wouldn't stop yeah. and that was just it it was not necessarily our best uh, productivity uh, discussion <laughs> but it was it was a fun one he's yeah. he's he's one of my favorite critters in the world so yeah no um, well, it's funny because he's been along with us for this whole ride, but he never had an opinion until that episode. He suddenly had a lot to say that we didn't actually understand. He tends to sleep while we're recording. <laughs> um, well, I, one of my other favorites uh, that I like to, and when I'm, when I, sometimes I send out a link to this to people like in my family or whoever, friends, if they want to know something about the podcast and I don't want to dump them into like total GTD, uh, deep end of the pool. Uh, I like the one episode 19 that is titled that's too devious gene, which you literally said on the show. And oh, yes. that was about our experiences dealing with all the James Dempsey's and Gene McDonald's around the world who are using an email address that is actually ours and what they're doing and where they're going and how we could deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, when I said, I might just go in and change their password and then unsubscribe them and you pointed out that that was actually a little too uh, going a little far, so I didn't do that. But I have corresponded with some people. <laughs> I have too, <laughs> and uh, you know it continues to go. I have actually been keeping a folder of them uh, because they kind of crack me up. But I think for people um, who just want to hear what we do for twenty twenty five minutes, that uh, that episode nineteen is a good one. Um, without getting too into the weeds of, of OmniFocus or mm-hmm. Next Actions or whatever. Yeah, so the next segment is what I am calling our most important productivity accomplishment. Again, it's hard to pick one, and uh, but I think that I'm pretty clear about my number one accomplishment. And James, I'll let you go first because I'm curious what you will say. Well, I, I mean, it's hard to top um, 
getting your inbox from 116,000 emails <laughs> down to zero. Yeah. So um, that's probably that that would be the number one accomplishment. And that happened early on, um, which is why a lot of our early episodes talk about processing email. Um, mm-hmm. And then about a year later, because um, I'm using SaneBox, which will squirrel things away in a folder called Sane Later. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my inbox was at zero in that first kind of spring, but my Sane Later still had, I think between two accounts, I had about 10,000 emails sitting there. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, a year ago in the spring, I processed all of those. So uh, I really am at inbox zero now. And uh, that's probably going from just a giant inbox to looking at an inbox with like 20 items and thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm so far behind <laughs> um, is is quite a change. Yeah, I uh, I have to say, of course, email is on the top of my list as well. I wasn't at 116,000, but I think I was at like 20,000 or something between around 15,000, but too many to just sit down and look at each one. (laughs) And uh, I thought one of the funny things about this uh, process for both of us is you had found a tool uh, called Maelstrom, and I found had already found SaneBox, and I was using it, but uh, you pointed out that Maelstrom is really good for really paring things down quickly. And so I used it, and then I kind of became addicted to Maelstrom and also their iOS app, Chuck. And you have been using SaneBox ever since, so it's, it's an interesting, you know, what works for one person is different. And I like um, the ability to really quickly toss a lot of emails through, um, you know, the way that they they group things together and you can just trash like 20 emails. If uh, uh, like nowadays getting many emails from companies I haven't heard from in a long time to talk mm-hmm. about how they're going to protect me from the the coming pandemic. Um, yes. <laughs> so, Everybody is closely monitoring the situation. Yes. And... The other thing that I'm proud of is that I've really unsubscribed from a lot of stuff. I've gotten Mm -hmm. way tougher on what I allow get into my inbox. And also, I am using Feedbin, the RSS reader, for newsletters that I actually want to read. I would like to read them over my RSS reader and not in my mailbox, because in the mailbox, they get jumbled in with all those virus warnings and <laughs> just makes me not want to read them. So that's that's been pretty good. And, you know, sort of a corollary is that we did at one point talk about how to stop physical mail from coming mm-hmm. in. And that has worked out really well for me. Um, I wish that I had just been like collating all the physical mail that came in since I uh, signed up for the various services to get me off of Uh, direct marketing lists, because I have no way to judge it, you know, unlike email, which I kind of have a record of forever, physical mail pretty much goes right into recycling. And so, but I know anecdotally, I feel it that it's much less. And then 
in uh, January, I was visiting my father and stepmother in Florida. And we went to their mailbox. And I was like, horrified at how much junk they got every day. Mm -hmm. And I said, I can help make a lot of this stop, you know, and I made I mean, I'm, it was a large pile, it was inches in one day. And so um, I signed them both up for the direct marketing associations opt out list, and paid the two bucks service charge myself. And I hope when I see them again in April, uh, to see some, you know, improvement on that side. But yeah, I think learning about just how to deal with inputs that are not under your control um, has been a good um, example of things that I have gotten better at because we've been doing this podcast. And then one last favorite accomplishment, which is maybe the most oddball accomplishment, which was uh, the Odyssey of the Ford Taurus. <laughs> Episode 69, which was basically repatriating a car that uh, my dad had left in Canada, and then he passed away. And um, just the, 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 the odyssey of getting that back to the United States and disposing of it in the proper manner. Um, yeah, that was a bureaucratic, uh, epic journey. And in addition to being a, a journey of many miles. Yes. Um, it, a hero's, a hero's journey. If ever there was one. <laughs> um, so that was almost one of my favorite episodes, but I put it in the favorite accomplishments. Um, but I know we, we were only going to do one accomplishment, but that That's one, okay. too much. You're allowed. This is, this show is not very regimented as regular listeners might know. <laughs> Sometimes we don't even do a weekly review, although we're on a roll now. So um, yeah, that brings me to our final topic for this retrospective of the weekly review, which is what do we want to do next in the next 100 episodes? What will we, uh, any new ideas or focus uh, for the show or for ourselves? And the one thing that uh, I would like to do is, uh, so to back up, I mean, us doing this podcast was accountability for us doing a weekly review every week. But sometimes, some weeks you just do not get to that weekly review for whatever reason. And, it, you know, it would be nice if everything happened on a regular basis, but that's just not life as we live it right now. Um, so... Um, what I'd like to do though, is like have us pick one thing every week that we will get done by the next time you and I record. So, and you know, something that's not as monumental as a whole weekly review, but could be called, you know, called the gas company about getting, uh, the, you know, new gas fireplace that, especially for phone calls, actually. <laughs> Because mm -hmm. red hot poker mode, red hot poker mode didn't make the cut for favorite titles, but it's one of my my favorite titles too. Um, so, uh, yeah, with that in mind, like starting in our next episode, I am going to mull over what's on my still to be done list and say, well, James, next time I by the next time I talk to you, I will have done X, and you know, not something that's and pick something that is doable, you know, mm -hmm. within about a week 
or maybe even, you know, within a day, who knows? And, uh, that sounds good. I can also identify a thing that will happen that we can hold ourselves accountable to, uh, Mm -hmm. for the next episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Except when we record two in a row, then I can't commit. <laughs> All right, All right. Give, me, give me give me twenty minutes to make this phone call. Then we'll record the next episode. Uh, um, it doesn't happen very often, but sometimes no, we do. But have occasionally to record two we do, a, like a holiday episode or something like that. Yeah. Um. Uh, and something I'd like to accomplish over the next hundred is um to possibly. Take a look and explore a couple of other producti- productivity systems. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Pomodoro method might be something interesting to look into and maybe have us pick a period of time where we try it and mm-hmm. then talk about our experiences with it. That's a good idea. That's a very good idea. Um, somebody, and I can't remember who on Microdot blog, uh, wrote a long article, which I filed away for reading later, but it intrigued me about how they use drafts for um, their task management system. And, you know, I'm always interested in seeing how somebody does more with less and drafts is very basic in in a way, but it's also quite powerful. So I'm sort of curious about things like that, you know, how Mm -hmm. people do, how they do it. Um, that sounds good, James. I definitely I like that. Testing out uh, new things, committing to doing them, and, and then reporting back. Yeah, that sounds – that would be uh, interesting, and hopefully we pick up some interesting new techniques and, and life hacks along the way. Sounds good. Well, with that, I think we could wrap up this episode, uh, the 100th episode of the Weekly Review and uh, looking forward to the next 100, James. Uh, same here. Absolutely. I hope to have 100 weekly reviews done by the end of the next 100, too. Well, I'd like to see our streak continue for another 100 episodes and uh, our streak of actually podcasting, you know, whether we get the re- weekly reviews done or not, but getting them done. I mean, I definitely I had a shift earlier this year to the, thanks to our reader who said even a shoddy weekly review is better than none. And that helps it feel less onerous. Well, I want to say thanks, James, for being here for 100 episodes. Thanks for being willing to put this time in to make something new happen. And, and I'm really glad that we've done it so far. And I look forward to continuing. Absolutely. And uh, thanks for holding me accountable and for. Uh yeah, it's it's also a great a great excuse for us to talk every week. So <laughs> I enjoy that as well. Likewise. And listeners, thank you for listening to the weekly review. Whether you've been here from episode one or you've fallen off the wagon and, and haven't picked up uh, the podcast in a while, we appreciate you being out there and listening and, and getting your feedback when you have it. You can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. We're on micro.blog and Twitter uh, at The Weekly Review. And you can email us at sayhello at theweeklyreview.fm. 
it would be really great if you would rate the review this podcast. Uh, consider it a celebration with us of episode 100. And uh, it helps new listeners find us. And it also makes us smile to know that you like what we're doing. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you at the next weekly review. Thanks. You got some things you want to get done and still enjoy a bit of organizational fun. There's a lot of things you gotta do. You'll think about them all in the weekly review. The weekly